when we're so reliant on other people's energy in order to make us feel better, then we're completely dependent constantly. And so it is our responsibility. And I say it in an empowering way of like, yes, I have the choice and I have the responsibility for myself that I get to create what kind of energy I want to have for myself and put out there. And I'm not dependent or relying upon everyone else's and that it's going to shift mine. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every single one of you. Thank you so much for coming back every single week to listen, to learn, and to grow. I'm grateful for each and every single one of you, and I don't take you for granted at all. Now, you know that my promise to you is to try and connect with guests and bring on guests that I really believe are going to help you find your purpose, live more passionately, live more deeply, and create a life where you get to impact and serve so many people around you. And today's guest is going to share just how to do that in so many incredible experiences that she's had in her life. Today's guest is none other than Julianne Huff. She's an American dancer, actress, singer, and Emmy award-winning choreographer. She's a two-time professional champion of Dancing with the Stars. She also sat on the other side as a judge on America's Got Talent and Dancing with the Stars. Her first leading acting role was in 2011 film remake of Footloose, and she's also known for her work on Rock of Ages, Safe Haven, Heartstrings, and Fox's live television presentation of the musical Grease. She will be joining Oprah on the Nine City 2020 Vision Tour, Your Life in Focus. I'm so happy to welcome to the show, <laughs> Julianne Huff. Julianne, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I wow. could have gone on and on about you. So that was like the condensed, <laughs> that was the condensed version. It's kind of fun and crazy to hear that all back because sometimes you just keep going and doing and you forget what you've done. And so sometimes it's a nice little like, oh, Actually, you did good. <laughs> That's exactly my intention. So when, yeah. when I'm reading those introductions, obviously for the audience, I want them to recognize the incredible mm -hmm. success, but also just the joy that you brought to so many people. <laughs> and, when, and I'm hoping that for you, when you're hearing that, it's giving you that boost to just recognize like how much you've done. And you're so right that we live in this world where it's always like, what's the next thing? Totally. What's the next accomplishment? And, yeah. and you forget to actually even... Pr actually, that's a, that's a good place to start. Like, sure. how have you with all this success that you've experienced year after year and over a, it's been a long career. I mean, you started dancing when you were eight years old. Yeah, totally. How have you tried to continue to celebrate, honor and value these incredible milestones? It's, it's definitely a moment that I have to remind myself to do because I am the type of person that the more creativity, the more I'm doing, the more I want to keep going. And so sometimes I find myself where I will have this unbelievable experience or release a new single or have this premiere. And then the next day I'm onto something else because I'm creating so much all the time. And it's a constant reminder, like, okay, hang on, stay, stay present, stay focused on just like being in the moment and actually celebrating. I think when we don't celebrate, we, we forget to build a memory and memories are what our lives are made of. So if we have accomplished all these things, they're just accomplishments. They're not memories. And so I think, yeah, finding that, that time and that space to actually like relish in what you just created is super important. I love that difference between an accomplishment and a memory. Yeah. I think that's I awesome. <laughs> that's so beautiful. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I feel the same way that 
one of the biggest challenges is we have is that when something goes negative, mm-hmm. we kind of think about it for days yes. and weeks and, we and hold months. On to that. And we hold on to that. Mm-hmm. But when something goes really well, like you said, mm-hmm. it's almost like, oh yeah, cool. Like, like what's the next thing? Oh, and so, so that's why we find it so much more easier to have negative memories mm-hmm. or negative things that pull us back into our past mm-hmm. rather than the positive ones that we celebrate. I, I recently did my show in LA mm-hmm. and I actually was thinking about this on the way home. So we'd been preparing for this show. We put on this show. It was my first ever live show in LA. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It went really well. All my friends came to support. Which like, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. No, so it, was just, cool. it was just a very beautiful experience. But the reason why I'm sharing it is I was in the Uber on the way back home on my driver driving me home mm-hmm. in the evening. And I was actually thinking about this. I was actually thinking, you know, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I already have a long list of things that I have to get on with anyway. Yeah. And I was thinking about this on the way home and I was thinking, when am I going to get to really honor today and mm-hmm. just experience it? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, thinking about this, thinking about this. And then I get home and my wife threw me a surprise after party here. And so I walk in and all my friends were here, like everyone was here. <laughs> and I was just like, and everyone had stayed up, you know, so late to be there. And I was just like, oh, wow. And, and I... I remembered this thing that I, it was my coach when we were growing up. He'd always say that if things are going badly, mm-hmm. cry for one night and then move on the next day. Yeah. And if things go well, celebrate for one night and then get on with it yeah. the next day. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I love that. Anyway, that's so really you just reminded me of that. No, that's amazing. I mean, that that's sort of my experience in, in all these accomplishments is I would win Dancing with the Stars and I would just get on a plane to go to press and, and then the next thing would happen. Whereas some of some of my other colleagues that were on the show, they'd have like parades at their home <laughs> and like people would be celebrating them. And I remember like one year I looked at that and I was like, that's so cool. That is so awesome that they are celebrating it. And I was like, I need to take a page from that book for sure. Um, so yeah, so more recently than not, I, I try to stop myself and be like, okay, just like at least take 10 minutes at least just to like <laughs> be like, you did something amazing and you should you should recognize that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I, w- I want to take a moment <laughs> to say that beyond all of these accomplishments, even before we met today, I just want to say your energy shines through even the screen on whether it's Instagram or YouTube oh, or when we were you. DMing and connecting, <laughs> I was just like, like your energy just completely breaks through the screen. Wow. Thank like in you. such a beautiful, positive way. And I just want to say that that to me is the greatest accomplishment because it's thank so you. hard to be able to, to spread that much incredible infectious energy through a screen. And so I was so excited to meet you today. Thank you. I feel like that's the most important thing. It's like you can accomplish so many different things or have these successes, but the energy that's behind it, the encoded energy is what I like to call it. If it's not integral and authentic and totally on purpose, Mm. then people feel that and Mm. you feel that. And um, when it feels absolutely just out of pure, out of pureness. Like I I feel like pure is my word this like last month. I keep using it in in such a like vast array, but when in this like pure expression, that's the, that's the energy that people are going to receive. And that's why it's infectious. So for a long time, I didn't understand what that meant. And I was kind of just doing it. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, and I had the awareness of what that encoded energy was behind everything that I do. And that's actually shifted my entire trajectory of my life. And I never want to not feel what that feels like. Wow. I love that. (laughs) Sounds like you're such an amazing place. And so today we're going to, now we're actually going to start the interview. Okay, we'll start now. (laughs) 
I, I want to know, you come from a huge family. I do. Like a big family. Yeah, really big. Is that where this energy started? Like, is that where this kind of came from? Or I mean, tell me what yeah. The joy of Even before I was born. I mean, my, my dad on his side of the family, I mean, they would dance and sing. My grandparents, my, my great, or my grandfather on my dad's side, he actually grew up in LA and has this story of dancing with Judy Garland when she was shooting, um, The Wizard of Oz. And that was just like his moment of dance. It was like the first time in his life. And then me growing up with them at our like family reunions, my grandpa and my grandma would dance every single day. In fact, up until the day that he died, they danced every single morning. And that was part of their routine and their ritual every morning. And that to me, I think is one of the most beautiful expressions is that body connection and like activating your life force energy. And when you do that, then you can access your emotional field and all the things that are around you. And that's where the like positive energy comes from. So yes, my grandparents on my dad's side, on my mom's side, we are like, we're like a hurricane because we all come through. The volume is loud, louder and loudest. And when we all get together, it's just, yeah, it's, it's wild, but it's fun. A beautiful hurricane. It's a beautiful hurricane. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Very special. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Everyone just gets swept away. Swept away. We get wrapped up in it. Music is like our life. We listen to music, we dance, we connect. And that's where, I think that's where we really created this this undying like tie mm-hmm. where even though we might have a lot of drama in our lives at least it's spoken whereas you know a, a lot of families unfortunately have swept things under the rug and stuff like that and so with us we might not sweep it under the rug and it might be crazy but at least we talk about it yeah and and we're able to work through it so how, how do you think that's a really good point you're bringing up because especially during like you know right now we're sitting in between holiday season yeah and so many people struggle to be around their family mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. have those tough conversations or those awkward conflicts mm-hmm. how how do you think that you've been able to encourage your family and you and each other to feel <laughs> like you're saying sometimes it's not yeah, easy it's not easy but how, how do you feel you've all built that comfort to, to be able to get there what it taken? I think it's my, my family has created an environment where we act out of love versus fear Mm. and we're not afraid to speak truth. And so (laughs) we were just together for Thanksgiving and it was magical and beautiful, but also there was some drama, but there, it was okay because we have created an environment where we feel safe enough to speak what is going on and we are encouraged to do so. So mm-hmm. that's always been our life uh, growing up and um, we're fortunate that way, whereas a lot of families aren't and the holidays can be really tough. It can be a magical and, you know, spiritual and um, beautiful experience and it can also be a really hard time for people. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. Learning how to speak from truth rather than fear yeah. and behave from truth rather than mm-hmm. fear and love Absolutely. rather than fear, sorry, mm-hmm. love rather than fear. Yeah. I think that's, that's such a huge lesson for all of us. Well, that was one of my biggest lessons I think that I learned probably about six years ago was in order to fully be able to give and receive this like pure kind of love. Mm. If I'm acting out of fear of like hurting someone or something like that, then I'm really not being integral. And, and if I'm not, then they're not going to be able to receive the pure love that I actually want to give. And so, um, I always say, I'm saying this out of love. (laughs) I'm saying this out of love. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I know we were talking about briefly earlier, we we're talking about Ayurveda and all these mm-hmm. things. So yeah. I don't know what you've just said. I don't know if you ever came across it, but in the Bhagavad Gita, it's called the modes of material nature. Mm-hmm. And it said that actions can either be practiced out of mode of ignorance, mm-hmm. passion or goodness. Mm-hmm. And fear sits as an ignorance motivator. Absolutely. And so, yeah, spot on. When you're, when you're acting from a place of ignorance or fear, that's never going to lead to anything positive. It can't, even if it feels like it does in the moment sometimes. Exactly. You feel protected, but it's like a fake protection. It's fake protection. And then it builds up more like layers. And then, and then the truth, you don't even understand what the truth is anymore because you've built up so many layers that you can't even understand if what you're saying is truthful because there's so many layers of fear on top of it. So (laughs) it's a lot of delayering that has to happen to get to that, that authentic truth you know, pure love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is going to constantly happen. Everyone watching. <laughs> we're like going to try and go down a track and then I we're going to get lost, but it's going to be good. <laughs> uh, I'm bringing it back. At eight years old, mm-hmm. you showed the world a hidden talent. I did. Do you remember? I don't what know. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Do you, no, you have to remember. What was my hidden talent? You don't remember? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. We'll come back to that. my hidden talent? We'll come back to that. We'll okay. let you think about it. We'll okay. think about it. Oh, I have, I have this thing. Yeah. Is this what, is Go this on. what it is? Go on. <laughs> also, That's it's amazing. like the only song that I know how that, to do. <laughs> now, now, now you know why I didn't do it. Like, I was just like, how like, do we'll I? come back I was to like, that. yeah, I was like, how do I? do that because I don't even know how, I don't even know how you, does, does anyone in the world actually do that I mean now that I've done it maybe people can try and show us how to do it how did I, you invent that at eight years old honestly my imagination one thing that was again really good about my childhood is like my mom was just like the most imaginative person and we would just play constantly and music was always our our biggest go-to so I have no is that called music? <laughs> this is music. Yeah, this this is, music. is like a rap, yeah. but yeah, like, rap in, you know, yeah. I have no it's idea. Like baby, a baby <laughs> rapping with, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, like I also have this one. Go on. Body, body, I'm stuck in the closet. Get me out of here. That is so good. Oh my God. That is crazy. Have you ever done a voiceover for I have not, but that's that is, actually a dream of mine to do that. Who would you play? Because I literally just saw Frozen 2 the other day. Yes. Which, have you seen it? No. It's amazing. Well, with, this is kind of crazy. Side note. Here we go. Yeah, tangenting yeah. again. But so my company, Kinergy, is all based in the elements. And like our guides and our, our, our staff and our employees and everything – they went and saw it and they're like, Julianne, Kinergy is frozen too. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, no, seriously. Like it literally is all based in the elements and how you connect to ether. And like, that's our Kinergy state. So anyway, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get to that. I that's a tangent. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. No. but like, but no, I would love to do a voiceover. That is like my dream to do some sort of, uh, Little Mermaid was my, my dream yes. character growing up where I could like sing and, you know. But what you yeah. just did right now was literally so good. <laughs> I don't know if that's like it princess sounded, material. Yeah, I think I think it's perfect princess material. That's yeah. the kind of princess we need. Like, like I love it. No, you. Yeah, I can see you doing so many. That was amazing, by the way. I'm I'm still. I, I want you to do it again. Now that we have it recorded. Which one? The, 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 the in the closet yeah, one. Yeah, in the closet one. Daddy, daddy, I'm stuck in the closet. Get me out of here. I just no idea how you do it. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. Now I have it recorded twice. Uh, no, let's talk about Kennedy and let's let's take that because yeah. I'm. Fa- 
you, like you said, you've been very mysterious. Yes, we have. And I'm fascinated by it because of so much of my study and, mm-hmm. and my background and what I get interested in. Yeah. But tell us about it. Tell us about what you're trying to build for people. And, yeah. and I think from what you just told me, it sounds like Frozen 2, so you should definitely see it. But <laughs> yeah. yes, go. So I have not seen Frozen 2. I <laughs> yeah. promise this like came to me yeah. over the last like two years. Um, but really it spawned off of my own transformational journey of really coming back to myself and that whole like delayering and shedding and finding my truth. And I realized that one of the best modalities for me specifically was my body and, and movement. And with movement, that's one thing. But then when you visualize and you connect to the elements, that's a whole other thing. And then when you add breath work at the same time, and it's this like trifecta, it's movement, breath, and visualization, mm. and you like combine the three, it's it's like this power source where you can connect to flow in like a really powerful and quick way Um, for people who maybe can't sit and meditate because the stillness is too hard. Like for me, I need movement Mm -hmm. in order to clear my mind and so uh, to surrender my mind. So I surrender my mind to my body and then I go into, you know, that, that state. And so with Kinergy, Basically, I've taken the the modalities of breathwork, visualization, and movement, and then added in the elements of earth, fire, water, air, and ether. And it's it's become, yes, it's a method that is fitness and dance related, but really it's more about the transformation that happens and more of the philosophy and how the answers are all within you and you don't have to go outside of yourself because really at the end of the day, it's about once I can connect to myself, I can then relate and understand the people around me and that's when this happens and then you see each other for who each other really are and then you get to experience the world in its most true and pure form, which is love. I love that. So love that. where can we start practicing? <laughs> well, we're we're launching yeah. with Oprah yes. um, in 2020 on her tour. Yes. And that was that was one thing that was really different about our modality of how we were gonna bring Kinergy to the world. Mm. We had different bus- business models. We were gonna start as a brick and mortar studio, the soul cycle of dance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we were like, well, we want to reach more people. Maybe we should do an online platform so we can reach people. And then we we were like, mm, it's about human connection. It's right. that experience. In order to feel something fully, you have to experience it. And I'm such an environment person. I walked in here and I was like, whoa, the like the the sensual environment person in me is freaking out right now. This is making me feel really good and safe and calm. Um, And so, of course, thank you. Um, And so we really just want to give the experience to as many people as possible so they can feel it and know that everything that they need is already within them. We just want to give you a couple of little tools and then you can go do it yourself. I love that. I really hope I'm going to get to come and watch. Yes, an experience. experience it it because I I think you're spot on I I love what you're doing there because I think you're so right like I'm there's a whole section of my book that's coming out next year that I talk about this and it's all about immersive experience yes and just how like this whole model of doing something for five ten minutes a day is nice Mm -hmm. and it's cool Mm -hmm. but it's like if you really want to have an experience and honor it and keep it and and integrate have it transform it. you, yes, integrate it, yeah. and have it heal you, mm-hmm. it needs to be immersive. Yeah. And that can't be done through technology mm-hmm, or it can't mm-hmm. be done through uh, 
what was the other, like just through a bricks and mortar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. needs to be an, a created experience, a hub. A thousand percent. And I yeah. love that you said a created experience because again, our business model is that like, yes, this might've come through me, but at the end of the day, we all create Kinergy together and that it's an equal opportunity, collaborative expression. Mm -hmm. So when we take the class together, I didn't create this class environment. Mm -hmm. We all did because our collective energy together is what created this experience and the safety and we work together. So by, by taking care of yourself first, thank you for taking care, care of yourself you get to hold a space for the people around you as well. And then that happens. And there's something magical that happens in the method as well. It's the hero's journey. Yes, yes. And so by the time we go through it in the arc, people go through air, which is like the breakthrough moment, you know, and then their eyes are closed. And as they open their eyes, it's like, they're like, there's like a little gap in their, their smile and they're just like smiling and their eyes are there and they're so still and calm. They're completely grounded and completely expanded at the same time. And it is, I've never experienced anything like it. It's like, I know what my transformation felt like for me to feel free. But then when you see other people feel that, that's, mm. that's like, oh, that's what makes my heart sore. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the best. Absolutely. I love that. No, I love that. And, and I'm so glad that what you're saying is so true, that meditation is different for everyone. Yes. And also I think different types of meditation bring out different things in all of us. I know that a lot of the kirtan that we used to do. I don't know if you've ever been in a kirtan. No, I have not. Oh, okay, all right. No, okay, we need it. to get you yeah, over. <laughs> okay, kirtan is probably the, let's think, is the unorganized version of what you just said. Okay. <laughs> like, imagine that all happening extremely organically. Okay. Extremely, almost randomly. Okay. Still synergetically, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but not as much. It's still got intention. It's not, it's not that it's intentionless. Yeah. It's just less crafted and creative maybe. Got but it. yeah. But I'll have to, I, we'll have to experience one in India together. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that sounds beautiful. I can't wait to experience it. Yeah. Thank I've, you for sharing that. Thank you for, thank you for co-creating. Co-creating. Yeah, it's you, like, yeah. you know, flowed through. But. I know what you mean by that though, because I think we forget that when things are going wrong, like mm-hmm. people forget that every experience is co-created yeah. because if, for example, even if a stand-up comic is doing their show and one person in the audience is heckling or acting yeah. badly. It affects everyone's it exper- the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. And so in, in the same way as if someone's energetically mm-hmm. not connected to what you're mm-hmm. co-creating, then that's going to affect everyone's experience. I think we forget that. Yeah, it 100% that. does. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the biggest thing is that when we're so reliant on other people's energy in order mm-hmm. to make us feel better, then we're completely dependent constantly. And so it is our, it is our responsibility. And I, I don't say responsibility because sometimes that word can be taken as pressure, but I, I say it in a like empowering way of like, yes, I have the choice and I have the responsibility for myself that I get to create what kind of energy I want to have for myself and put out there. And I'm not dependent or relying upon everyone else's and that it's going to shift mine. Mm -hmm. And so that's really at the core of Kinergy is like how to help people connect to themselves so strongly and so, it's so just, <laughs> I don't know the word for yeah, it, yeah, but just yeah. ugh, that it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You have your bubble of like, this is, this is my space. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Can't wait to experience it. And, yes. And what I love about that so beautifully is now that dance is 
like this is dancing, healing, transformation, mm-hmm. growth. When you started dancing when you were eight years old, yeah. did you ever imagine it? Was it healing then? And, and what was the hardest thing about dance at eight years old? You know, I mean, eight was when I really started competing and right. really taking it into more of a disciplined mm. facet. But I, I mean, dance has been my, my voice for so long. I mean, you hear me in interviews sometimes. I mean, I'm my worst critic, but sometimes I I feel like I don't express myself in my language and my vocabulary as well as I do with my body. And so dance has always been my superpower in the sense that it was my language. My body was my language for me to express emotions or experiences that I didn't know how to verbally Mm. communicate. And so Yes, I can say the answer is yes. It it gave me so much transformation and healing in the moment that I didn't even know that I had experienced. And when I moved to London when I was 10, mm-hmm. there was a lot of a lot of crazy things that were going on in my world. I left home, I wasn't with my family. I had a very rigorous schedule of like basically waking up at 6 a.m. and finishing at 11 p.m. every night and hard, hard work and determination. And if I was sick, it didn't matter. I had to keep going. And so built up a lot of great, you know, work ethic. But at the same time, I couldn't complain. I couldn't express how I felt. It was really difficult. And so I realize now as an adult, if I didn't have my dancing, my anxiety and my depression would have gone through the roof because I didn't know how to speak. I actually wasn't really given an opportunity to also have a voice. And so my dancing actually shifted and moved the energy within my body for me to feel like I actually could transform that energy that would have therefore been stuck. Mm. And so I'm so grateful for my dancing. And yeah, that's why I really believe in the body. We talked about this earlier. Yes, yes, yes. You know, your mind is so, so important about how you perceive and your awareness and everything, but your body, if you're not connecting the two, it's like cognitively I can understand things, but how am I really going to transform the experience and the story and the the expression of it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think everyone, whether it's through dance or some sort of practice is looking for their voice. Yeah. Because I feel like that's when we feel so blocked is when we don't have that outlet yeah. of expression, whatever that may be, whether it's singing Anything. or whether it's singing, dancing, meditation, uh, journaling, writing, writing yeah, whatever, whatever it may is. be. Yeah. It's like we're all looking for that. And it's almost like because cr- we're not creatively encouraged when we're young, if it's not mm-hmm. something that's pushed mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. encouraged, yeah. you, you lose the outlet. And yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. Well, I think about it all the time that babies, I mean, they dance in their high chair when music comes on before they learn yeah. how to crawl or walk or talk so or any of it. And then it's like, when did you decide that you weren't a dancer or that yeah. you weren't a good dancer? Mm-hmm. And like when they say, oh, I don't dance or I'm not a good dancer. Well, when did you decide that you weren't? Because yeah. when you were a kid you and you were a baby, you weren't worried to feel like your parents thought you were doing it good or not. You know, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. you were just free in your body. And then so somewhere true. along the line, either someone said that you weren't good enough or something happened and you took on this role or this identity that that's not who you are. Yeah. When in fact, like we are our bodies are designed to move. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to show you. I, I don't think you know this. I'm going to have to show you. My <laughs> wife still dances like a child and posts on Instagram every single day. That, like, that is, is literally my spirit animal. I need to show it her. to you. Like that is literally her. Like she's just 
and and she does it in the house too. Like it's, yeah. I always say to everyone, it's not just for Instagram. Like she'll do it from the moment we wake up yeah. to when I come back home, <laughs> and she just burst out into like a literally a childlike move. I love that. And and you're so right. Like it also just. It, it's what you're saying is when you see a child do that, mm-hmm. it's such contagious energy. Like you can't help but smile and laugh and let go and cry and like, mm-hmm. you know, be happy. And then your imagination starts running wild. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think like our creativity has sometimes been a little dwindled because mm-hmm. we've gone into this adult mode of like execution yeah. instead of imagination. And like we were talking about Walt Disney yeah. earlier and how like his innovation was just all about creativity and playing. And we've stopped playing. And like, so Kinergy is kin, which is like tribe and family, but also kinder, which is like kindergarten and child and wonderment. And then kinetic is movement and then energy, obviously. But but that childlike wonderment for me is one of the most like key disciplinaries to focus on and reconnect to when I feel like overwhelmed or something. I have to go and play. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read The Artist's Way? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah so, so unbelievable. Yeah, like yeah, for me, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to go take myself on an artist date. Yeah, highly and then, recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we'll go like fly a kite, something that a kid would do yes. versus a date that like me as 31 would do- go do. Yes, so, yes, yeah. I completely agree with that. There's a beautiful statement by George Bernard Shaw. He said, we don't stop playing because we get old. We get old because, because we, we stop, stop playing. playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's so true. And it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. I think- that's why I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I That's love exactly, it. it's the same reason, like, now that you've helped me articulate that. Because <laughs> every time everyone's like, Jay, like, I thought you were deep. And I'm like, no, I am deep. Like, there's something Yo, deep. But, Walt Disney yeah, World is yeah, deep. Deep, yeah. That is deep. Yeah, I mean, but, Frozen 2, changing the world, I'm just saying. Yeah. Or Inside is. Out, that yes, movie. Yeah, Inside boom. Out. Yeah, exactly. All, I'm telling you, when you look at animation movies, sorry, I'm tangent. No, do again. it, do it, do it. This yeah. is my brain. I yeah, go yeah. all over the place. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when you look at those movies, I mean, they're, they're, the messages are so impactful. And, like, that's the thing that we encourage our, like, children mm. to see and to experience. But, like, what when are we feeding our minds as adults that way, too? And, I mean, you're obviously helping us do that with your podcast and your just work and your impact that you're putting out in the world. And I really believe that there is a shift that's happening and people are more curious and more hungry than they've ever been. And it's such an exciting time. Yeah. Um, but that's also how I— I, I choose to look at it. Yeah. It can be a very scary time right now, but I choose to look at it as, wow, this is such a time of change and shifting and like, whoa, this is awesome. hundred yeah. percent. I'm with you on that <laughs> completely. And, and I think you too, it's like, this is what I love about this is the collaboration between two people who are doing, we, I feel we have the same values. I feel we're trying to achieve the same thing for the mm-hmm. world. And we're doing it in our own unique Expression. ways. Yes. And that's what I love mm-hmm. is that we, we need, don't have to we, do the same thing. Totally. Yeah. And, and we need everyone to do their unique thing to help the world. Yeah. Because that's the only way. Yeah. Because there are going to be people that are going to need movement. There are going to be, mm-hmm. people, I mean, I think everyone needs movement, but yeah. there, there's just going to be multiple to, different types modalities of, of how. Yeah, yeah. Whatever works for you. Exactly. And there's room for everyone to have their yeah. own unique creative outlet. Yeah. Tell it's me awesome. about the mastery though, because what I'm fascinated by with some with you is that when I hear you speak, and of course with where you are right now in your work, mm-hmm. it is very flow state, it is creative, it is expressive. But you mentioned earlier about discipline. Mm-hmm. And what I'm fascinated by is the balance that exists between <laughs> having been disciplined and rigorous and 
focused on an art. Yeah. And then the other mm -hmm. side of it, which mm -hmm. is more like this dynamic expression, mm -hmm. because I think often people get lost in either or. Yes. Like we get a lot of artists who be like, oh no, but I'm just artistic and mm -hmm. I'm just expressive. Mm -hmm. And like, I just let it loose and they're like, yeah, great. Okay, cool. But maybe that's not scalable. Maybe that's what you were yeah. saying earlier. Like that's maybe not a business model, but that's not yeah. strategic. Uh -huh. That's not. And then the other side is like, okay, I'm so disciplined that I don't even know my feelings anymore. And I'm just dancing mm -hmm. because I know the move and the choreography. Exactly. Tell us because you're both. Oof. You are both. Like, Th I feel thank like you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's taken me a long time to figure it out and I'm still figuring it out. And I, it, it's an ebb and flow. I get in moments where I'm so business oriented and like execution mode. And, um, <laughs> I tend to be very short in my emails <laughs> and I'm so bad. And, um, and like, I'm super short. My, my, my shadow side tends to go to irritability and, um, like, I get it so quickly that I'm like, how do you not get this? So like, I have my shadow side for sure. But, but I have this, like, that's my business brain and it's, it's great. And then I'll notice that all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I need to go, whew, I need to take a step back and go into my creativity. And, you know, there's a big conversation about masculine feminine energy and it's, it's, I feel like sometimes if you're not fully educated or understand it completely or want to learn about it, it just m sounds like a gender thing. Yes. And obviously we know that it's, it's an energetic thing, mm -hmm. but I believe that my male energy is much more execution based, forward thinking, high vibration, like boom, let's go. Whereas my feminine energy is much more like whoom, drop down more deep, a little bit more tangenty, which is why I think I'm much more of my feminine right now, um, where it's, it's a lot more like spacious and I can kind of sit in something and not get anything done. Mm. And so it's just having that awareness where I'm like, whoa, I'm totally in my creative female or I'm in my, my male masculine, like execution mode right now. And having the, having the weave, learning how to weave in and out yes. is, is an art. It's a skill. But it's a dedicated skill. Yeah. And I think that for a long time, you, you're a student in something and then you start doing what you're doing and then you just continue doing what you're doing and then you feel stuck. Mm. So my greatest advice of how to balance it is continue to be a student yeah. and be curious. There's a difference, I believe, of being open versus curious. I think when you're open, you're kind of like, cool, I'm open. Prove it to me. <laughs> yeah. Whereas when you're curious, you're like, whoa, I want to know more. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. Or like, I want to dive into it. And so it's it's the being open, but being curious as well. Mm, I love that. Def I love that. And this is, I mean, you're, you're teaching us by sharing. That's exactly what it means to be a student. Like this, being able to define these words for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And differentiate between them. Yeah. And knowing when you feel, okay, I'm just being open for being open. Mm -hmm. Or am I being really curious? Yeah. That self-awareness is is beautiful and so high. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. You've Thanks. You've said uh, before, and I'm, I'm quoting you, you said before, you hate feeling satisfied. Uh, <laughs> How did you, how did you, what year was this? Yeah. How did you, how did you shift from that mindset? Hmm. Because I'm guessing you don't feel that way now, yeah. but I feel like we, and I, and I don't think that's the reason why I'm asking is I think a lot of people listening or watching right now could potentially identify with that. Yeah. Um, my goodness. I think, 
I think, okay, so let me go back. Yeah. This is my tangent brain. Go back. So go back to uh, in England or even before that. I was born to be a competitor or not born. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I was conditioned to be a competitor. And if I was not winning, I felt like I was losing, even though I was doing great. Mm -hmm. So if I, you know, was competing in England and um, I was second place, but I, I really had put in the work. It was not good enough. So mm -hmm. I had this not good enough mentality pretty much my whole life and a comparison. Um, and when I came out to L.A., I did not understand that I had built that conditioning and that it, that was a nurturing that I had formed for myself. So at 18, I was a hustler. I was like, boom, let's go. Let's do this. And like not taking no for an answer. I believed I dreamed big and I said what I wanted and it happened like that. I could manifest. It was a whole thing. <laughs> and and I started having this beautiful career where I was winning Dancing with the Stars back to back. I got a record deal. I won Best New Female Vocalist, Best New Artist. I had a number one album. I was touring with George Strait and Brad Paisley. I did a movie with Tom Cruise. Like all these things were just happening and it was incredible. And at 25, I was like, why do I feel so empty? Mm. Because it was like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And that was when... I went to my first Tony Robbins seminar, <laughs> which my brother told me to go to. And that's where the awareness clicked in. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of my healing journey. So before being 25, I was never satisfied. And I hated that feeling of satisfaction because I felt like I was dying. Felt like I was literally in like a sand pit sinking and I was stuck and like life was over. And so I had to just keep moving. Now I'm learning that actually being still and being satisfied, being grateful and present and celebrating actually gives me a moment to digest, mm -hmm. take it in, create a beautiful memory, and then move forward. Yeah. And when that happens, I've I've almost like gone through a process enough to now open up more space where it almost just felt like the only direction I had was forward and in this like very small parallel box and it was just forward, but I could go really fast. And now it's like not being satisfied and, or sorry, being satisfied and actually just like letting it be all of a sudden I have a 360 view mm. yeah, to go in any direction. Yeah, that 360 view is so mm -hmm. powerful because yeah. now you've just opened up the lens, right? Yeah. Rather than just having this narrow corridor to walk mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's fun. Wow. Yeah, so much more fun. Yeah. But, but it's not, it, it wasn't easy. No, definitely no. not. And I yeah. still struggle with it yeah, today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I was just in New York and doing press and singing and I got the holiday special coming out, like all these things. And then I took a red eye and this, and it feels so good. Like yeah. all this energy feels amazing and momentum. And I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to burn out in a minute. Mm -hmm. I better like step back for a second and like yeah. feel satisfied. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now you just have that awareness to know that. Yeah. And you've kind mm -hmm. of got to go over that ledge Yeah. to then rein yourself mm -hmm. back in and, and know that that's going to happen. And I, I think that's, to me, that's just how it is. It's just knowing that sense, right? Yeah. You don't know until... You can be busy and things are growing you know, great. Until you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't expect. And I think that's the other pressure of like, 
oh, you're expected to always stay in optimal health and optimal this and optimal that. But it's like, but you can't always because Mm -hmm. sometimes you will just deep dive into something and then realize, okay, now I need to slow down again. Well, that's that's where like these nervous breakdowns happen is Mm -hmm. that like we keep pushing ourselves so much and our bodies are so capable more capable than we think that like, and our minds are more capable that we go past actually what we're supposed to. So then we like our adrenals burn out and then we actually just like completely crash. So if you do have that awareness in between it all and you can go back and forth and like reconnect and then go back out, reconnect, go back out. That's where the weaving and that's the skill set that starts to come into play. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. When, when you're feeling super, when you have been burnt out mm-hmm. or disconnected or, you know, feeling that you've, you've run out, mm-hmm. what's been your approach in that position? Because I think maybe some people who are listening and watching today may already be there yeah. if they're not on the verge of it. What's been your thought process when you're actually burnt out and stuck or feeling yeah. like you're stuck? Finding whatever modalities work for you, but finding what worked for me to reconnect to myself. And that meant not always feeling happy. Mm. I needed to connect to myself to feel the deep amount of sorrow or the pain. And I mean, you know, the prophet, obviously, um, that book, but the chapter on joy is talking about how you cannot have joy without sorrow. Mm -hmm. And if you're only expecting to feel in love, the the beauty and the this, then you're going to be wildly disappointed because you're only going to love this much or you're only going to shed this amount of tears or laugh this much versus the wide capacity and range of emotion that we actually should have as a human experience. And so I think, I think for me, it's like the idea of having a vast pendulum swing mm. is more beautiful than, than feeling just positive all the time. And that's been my journey the last couple of years of reconnecting to myself and allowing myself to actually go through it versus the little black dot and going around it and above it. And I'm really skilled at doing that. So <laughs> I've done it my, like my whole life. Yep. <laughs> I know how to positively think my way out of situations. I have tools for days. Like <laughs> I, I have so many tools, I'm tooled out. <laughs> and so, you know what? I actually just have to go through it. Yeah, And that is been my journey of when I am totally burnt out, I have to d- just reconnect to myself and be like, wow, I feel super disconnected. Mm. Ugh. Or like literally make sound and be like, oh, like this is actually what it feels like to feel like crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and acknowledge that I don't feel good. And then when you can actually acknowledge it, then I feel like you can actually move through it quicker. Yeah. I think that's why I've been really open recently, like press is always like, so you're really open about things. Why? And I'm like, why not? (laughs) Because I feel like if I don't talk about it or, um, express it in whatever form that may be, it just sits there longer. Mm -hmm. And it's just another form of suppression. So if I, if I really want to, you know, open up and, and connect back to myself again so I can keep moving forward and creating, I have to feel the ugly parts too. hundred percent. And and it's like our bodies do that. What, when you were making those sounds and just saying like, yeah. just, it's almost like sound <laughs> vomit or like yes. voice vomit. It's just like, if your body doesn't like something that you ate, mm-hmm. it gets rid of it. Like, you know, it gets rid mm-hmm. of it. But most of us are eating thoughts or feelings yes. and not getting rid of it yeah. in any way. And but then it, it just stacks and stacks and stacks. So you don't and even know what the original 
thought was that made you feel sick or yes. made you feel unworthy or made you feel, you know, scared. Yeah. So, yeah. And all of a sudden you're fighting about something that you don't care about and you're… Or that's like not even the issue. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just the it's just the, the Band-Aid on top, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, and, and I think that I'm happy that you're sharing more with press and being open, A, because I think… I am the voice. I am to, the narrator to, of my story. Totally, totally. They can't, you know, they can't mm-hmm. change it because it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And also I think you're going to encourage more people to do the same. Yeah. Because I think people will say, oh, if she's doing it, then we should do it too. Mm-hmm. Rather than always putting this filtered, yeah. you know, version through. Of and I will say, so. thank you, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. I will say that maybe in the past I was a little bit more focused on the perception of who I was mm. versus the the truth of who I was. So maybe in the past, I would have decided to be open to help people. Mm-hmm. And that was from the outside in versus mm. the inside out. And now I feel like, no, I, I want to speak my truth so that I it's coming from within and from the inside out. And then the bonus is that if people can see themselves in me, then that's awesome. Yes. That's not the goal. No. The goal yeah. is for yourself. Mm-hmm. But the natural outcome of that will be that will people... Be and then yeah. that actually just makes me so happy. And that's good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what service is, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you don't, you're not doing it for that goal. You're not yeah. doing it because you want people to be happy or like you or yeah. agree with you. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be a natural byproduct of you mm-hmm. living your truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. And I'm so happy you're doing that. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I was going to say that your, um, your new Christmas, uh, All I Want for Christmas is Love. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Thank Tell us about you. how that came up because it's kind of Thank connected you. to what we're talking about. Where did that yeah. originate from? Oh my goodness. I mean, between, between that song, my music that I've been writing in the last two years, Everything now has a through line. Mm-hmm. So in the past, I was a singer over here. I was a dancer over here, an actor here, a producer here, um, a business owner here. And they all felt very separate. Mm-hmm. And it was, they all had different themes. And I could be an actor, but I would get a job because they hired me versus what I wanted to do. Right. And so when I actually started creating Kinergy and the transformation that I was going through, all of a sudden, all of my categories that were separate all just became one. Mm. And I realized that's my purpose. My purpose is to, one, connect back to the artist in me, not the performer, but to, and also to express my truth and um, help other people find their truth. And so it made everything so much easier. So going back to All I Want for Christmas is Love, that song represents everything that I stand for. And and now my decisions are so easy about what I will and won't do because if it lines up with my purpose and what I want to put out in the world, then that's that's a yes. If it doesn't, then that's a no. And yeah, it makes yeah. things super easy. <laughs> it so does. Yeah. And that through line takes time, right? It does. Like it takes a lot it, of time. It, it's almost like it couldn't have been there before. It's no. It's and, not like you should have figured it out earlier. And because, also, like I could have thought about that in my mind. That's a very easy answer. Yeah, sure. You want to put good things out that are aligned with you. But if I don't feel that inside of me, then it's just words. So it's experience in life that gets you to that point where you're like, whoa, okay, now I feel it. I'm owning it now. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and that feeling that you're talking about there then until you feel it, you talk a lot about trusting your body. Yeah. And that's a big part of Kinergy as well. Yes. It's like trusting your body. Tell us tell us what that means and what are some ways in which people can start that process of trusting their body. Yeah. Because I almost feel like we just, 
we don't even know what that means or we don't even we don't listen to our body. Yeah. We don't know how. Like the amount mm-hmm. of people that I speak to that are not happy with what they're eating or what we were yeah. talking earlier, like yeah. eating and doing mm-hmm. with their body and whatever. Like mm-hmm. tell us how you start that process or steps to start trusting our Yeah. Body. Well, I mean, look, like we have – there's a reason why they call it mind, body, soul, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, we have our mind and we have our body. So people go and work out and they feel better. They get the natural endorphins. They start dosing is what, you know, like the dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin, all that stuff. Right. And you get that natural high because you're activating your life force energy. So I would encourage anybody to just move, even if that means like touching your body and waking it up yeah. and actually being intimate with yourself. And yes. like, whoa, this is my body. Yeah. This is me. Hey, <laughs> welcome. Hello, you're back. And just actually like when do you, our, our skin is our biggest organ of our yeah. body. And sometimes we don't even recognize that it's there. Mm. So just literally activating and waking up your body, um, Tai Chi, Qigong, yes. like I mean, if, if, the people that do that live until they're like 120, I swear. Yeah. And like they're super active. And so I would just say anything to actually wake up your life force energy. And that's physical or what you eat, whatever, whatever again, works for you to make you feel alive in your physical body. Mm. And then the magic is when you do have that awareness and that mental health component where you're, you're becoming a student and you can now start recognizing, whoa, when I do this, all of a sudden I had this insight. And then that's when, that's when the mind and the body start connecting. And that's where you're like, whoa, this is where (laughs) like anything is possible starts like becoming your vocabulary. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And and I think that's such practical advice. I, I was teaching meditation to my uh, genius community, my private coaching Mm -hmm. community online the other day. And I got everyone to give themselves a scalp massage. Yeah. Like for the first time, like even just pressing on their forehead, Mm -hmm. like their temple. And then this area is, it's one of my favorite things to give myself. And I was just like, everyone's just like, oh, we've never done that before. You know, never been intimate with your own face Mm -hmm. uh, before. And it sounds so strange, but when you do it, you're like, oh, I actually feel amazing. Totally. Just from reacting to trusting that my, my, it just needs a bit of pressure here or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Well, one of my favorite things to do is literally just, I could sit, I could stand, it could take me five minutes, maybe even two. And I just literally like scan my body and I, and I, you can touch it too, but just listening and being like, where do I feel disconnected? Mm -hmm. Or like, where do I feel connected? Mm -hmm. And then finding that place of connection. Oh, I feel it in my heart. And then just breathing into it and almost repeating, like, I feel connected. I feel connected. I feel connected. And then finding that place of disconnection being like, oh, I feel disconnected. And like kind of matching what that like, oh, that's actually the sound that I would be making if I felt disconnected. And then actually then breathing from the connection and then sending it down to where it feels disconnected. And then all of a sudden you create so much space and now you feel connected in the place that didn't feel connected before. And you didn't have to take drugs to do that. You didn't need someone else to come and help you do that. That all came from you just being still for one second, connecting with your body and just listening. Yeah. But that's a hard thing to do if you don't, if you don't have guidance. So mm. again, I can't thank you enough for what you're Come doing. Come on, you're and teaching us. That, well, was no. <laughs> that was beautiful. I'm like, but, that's, that's such a beautiful practice you just shared with us. And it's so simple, and, yeah. you know, and it's like, and there's so many modalities yes. and like little yeah. exercises that people can do. And yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's listening, watching right now, as soon as you finish listening to this episode, I want you to do what Julianne just did <laughs> right now. Like literally, I'm not joking. Like what she just described so beautifully and wonderfully right now, like that 
can mm. make massive shifts. And like she said, you don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to pay for anything. It's mm-hmm. free. Like mm-hmm. it's right there. Your body's right there mm-hmm. teaching you every second mm-hmm. of the day. Like you don't need to go anywhere or have anyone come and meet you. Like that's a yeah. beautiful practice. Thank you. Yeah, of course. One yeah. of my favorite times to do it too is right when you wake up because right. you're in that like theta wave state where you're like just waking up mm-hmm. and your your mind isn't as active. And so if you start connecting, you start your day in a way where you're like, whoa, now my life force energy is activated and can can activate all these other energetic fields that are around me. Yeah. And and you get to create how you step into the world that yes. day. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Tell I'm us- big on body. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> body is my language yeah, for sure. I love it. No, and, and like we're all living in a body, so yeah. it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to not Mm-hmm. To not be. Tell us about, I love that. Tell us about some more of your practices or habits. Yeah. The evening or morning or fitness mm-hmm. that you swear by, like that you don't, you know, that you don't compromise. Yeah. yeah because you absolutely. just think they're just integral. Because I think even if there are certain things that not everyone will do or can do, mm-hmm. I do think that what you're sharing is super inspiring. Mm-hmm. And there are a few that people are going to pick up along the way. So I'd love to hear. Some yeah, more. no, of course. Um, so first thing in the morning, I try not to look at my phone for an hour. Um, <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it yeah, doesn't, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that, that's definitely like my number one thing. How have you trained yourself to do that? <sighs> um, I literally like, I, if I have to have an alarm, I'll, um, turn my alarm off, turn my phone and like put it in my drawer. Yeah. And then I immediately either do my morning pages. I have to listen to my body. Cause sometimes I'm like, Ooh, I want to go right into my morning pages and just write and right. flush out. Sometimes I had a dream and I want to mm-hmm. write it out or. Or sometimes I'm feeling like, oh, I did not like my sleep Mm -hmm. and I'm still feeling what I was feeling last night or something Mm -hmm. like that. And so I'll get up first, put a little bit of music on and I'll do a movement meditation that I do that it's it's kinergy based where I move through the elements and visualize going into the earth and the roots and bringing up the fire and connecting to water and then air. And then like all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm activated. Here we go. (laughs) And then, and then I go and do my morning pages. I, um, so I, I do all that in my bedroom first Mm -hmm. and then, um, and then I have my moon deck cards that I just got recently yeah. that I, that I'll pull a card card. Cause it's just fun. Like that's my, like my fun imagination childlike thing that I like to do and kind of leaving it up to chance of the, the unknown is like, I'm doing all this stuff that I'm in control of, but then I like to do something where I feel like, I don't know, show me what today is going <laughs> to be. And, and, you know, I take those with a grain of salt in the sense that it's like, Hey, if it resonates, awesome. If it's something that I'm like, Hmm, interesting. Okay. I'll either leave it or somehow it will come back to me during the day. Mm. And it's pretty cool. So I like having something that's a little unknown. And yeah. then, um, and then usually I go, sorry, I'm taking you through like my whole morning. Please. Okay. That's the point. You're so sweet. You do not need to apologize. That's what this is for. I tend to talk yeah, a little. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, I, I do like a lukewarm lemon water uh, just to like flush that out and just like feel like detoxified. And then, um, and then I'll do a workout. Um, sometimes, sometimes I don't have time for that, especially in the last few months, it's been a very, very busy time. Um, but fortunately, because I have the tools to, um, activate my body, um, I feel like I can, 
I, I don't have to have my workout every day. Otherwise, yeah. my head will blow up, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whereas yeah. my husband, if he doesn't, <laughs> his head will explode. So, <laughs> so you know, we have our certain things. But, um, yeah, that's usually like my morning. And then I have certain things that I do if I go into a meeting or if um, – Yeah, so, again, it's it's all Kinergy-based mm-hmm. philosophy, if I can call it that. Yeah. But but it's, um, you know, like I'll activate my, my earth and my fire before I go into like a, a powerful meeting where in the past I would have felt like I had to be a man mm-hmm. or I had to be in my masculine energy and push. And that's not authentically me. Um, I'm very female. And so when I connect to that, I just wanted to connect a little bit more to my my power, which is more of my fire and my earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do that and go in. Or like our conversation today, I just really wanted to feel just open and see where it went. So I connected more to my water yeah. and, um, yeah, let me, allowed me to feel supported. Um, and so, yeah, so I'll do certain things to go into meetings or, um, board meetings, that kind of stuff, um, versus like something like a conversation that's really about connecting with someone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'll do certain things like that. And then I'm a big believer in baths cause I, I am a water sign. So I love water. That's where like, I do a lot of my like meditations and it just, I feel like my creativity spawns from that. Um, and then, and then I try to go to bed early. I'm an early, early to bed and early riser for sure. Absolutely. I love that. What I love about everything you just described is that everything's so intentional Mm -hmm. and it's reflective and it's thoughtful because Mm -hmm. I think too many of us are running from one thing to the next thing to the next thing before actually preparing ourselves for Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I know whenever I'm having a guest on the podcast and we're doing something like this, I'm always, you know, in in my morning meditation and prayer, it's very Mm -hmm. much about how can I help people fall more in love with that person who's coming yeah. and how can I serve that person who's coming and hold space? Like mm-hmm. it's all, for me, it's all about just holding space. Yeah. And I find that when I don't do that mm-hmm. or when that habits gets weakened or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, that's when all these default patterns of like, yes. oh, I've got to be like this or uh-huh. I have to ask them or, you know, it becomes all about the technique Yeah. when, when actually, you know, it's not really about that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so much deeper. So I love that. Yeah. If everyone who's listening and watching right now, I want you to really think about what Julianne's saying. It's not about the specifics of her habits. It's about that she's built up a reflective practice, Mm -hmm. that you've built up a reflective practice where nothing is just winging it Mm -hmm. or hoping Mm -hmm. or default. It's all reflective, thoughtful, and intentional, which is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think for a long time I would would prepare – And it would be more of, I said something earlier about being a performer versus being an artist. So I would prepare as the performer in the past where I would know what I would want to say and I'd have it kind of, you know, bullet pointed out and like I had my structure. Um, And then I would execute that. Whereas now I prepare my energy. I prepare my being Mm. to be present. And then I trust now that what will come will be what's right. Yeah. And that is a hard thing to do. (laughs) It's so good to hear you say it. It's a hard thing to do. And, and, and I'll be honest, like even coming in here today, because this is so, such a thing, 
that I'm passionate about and just philosophy and helping just put goodness into the world. Like it's an intimidating thing to come and speak with you because, because my, you know, a little bit of my ego would be like, Oh, I, I hope I say the right things and stuff like that. So I can feel, I can feel my ego or the little anxiety, like, Hey, just calm down. And <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, Shh, you don't, you're fine. Shh, you know, <laughs> but then it's, it's about, like, okay. Instead of just trying to ignore it, and push through. It's like, okay, you're there. I see you're a little nervous. Like just breathe into it. Everything's good. And then the more we started talking and getting to know each other, all of a sudden I was like, I know what I'm talking about because this is my truth. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all of that fear went away. Yeah. I hope I didn't do anything to No, yeah, you were yeah, perfect. Like, yeah, no, 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 you're no. perfect. No. And you created this environment and you held the space for me to, to feel comfortable and safe. And not a lot of people do that. And so I've always relied on myself. So you contributed. We collectively created that. So, uh-huh. yeah. And, and I love what you're just saying because you're talking about talking to your inner child. Yeah. And so often, the, you know, it's the inner child that's telling yeah. us how we feel. And yeah. I feel the same way before I do a podcast. So yeah. before you came today, I'm I'm the same way. Like it's no We're all dif- just nervous. We're all nervous. Like it's no different for me. And yeah. and for me, the way I've understood that is I'm nervous when I care. Yeah. And so that's been my way of dealing with my nerves of like, not just saying, like, oh, go away. Like, I'm going to be really confident about this and blah, blah, yeah. It's like, no, it means I care. Yeah. How beautiful is that? Totally. Like, I care and like, yeah. okay, I'm going to be caring. Yeah. Like, that's my being because I'm like, that's what my inner child's telling me to do is my inner child's telling me to care. Yeah. And as long as I care, then, I, then I'm fine. And mm-hmm. I think you're so right that our inner child, just as when we were children mm-hmm. or the way you sometimes see parents talk to children, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, stop, stop feeling that way. Like, totally. like, stop thinking like that. How like, about Mr. Rogers, by the way? Can we just I've not seen it yet, but <gasps> oh. I know. Yeah, I've seen the documentary. I haven't seen the movie. Both are oh, phenomenal. I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. But you just notice that he will acknowledge the children in the room before the adults mm-hmm. and he'll talk to them in a way that, that little kid feels seen. And like, he's literally doing it to children, but like we all are children. And so how do we speak to ourselves like that? I don't know. I just, I get so excited. And I, where can I see Mr. Rogers old like clips now? Because I want to watch them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. me too. I think we never grew up on it in London, definitely. So I didn't even know what it was until the documentary came out. And then I've been wanting to go and see the movie as well. And I haven't seen it yet. And, 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 but this is what I'm saying that, and you, you've been very kind and you keep saying how I'm doing stuff, but it's like, I feel like you're doing it through everything you do. Mm. And, and I think, and I feel that and I experienced that from before we met. And that's why we've had so many people who are saying, <laughs> you guys have to connect. Yeah. Like, you know, we both had that and I've been wanting to connect with you for so long. And now that we're finally here, I'm like, oh, this is even better than I thought it was going to be uh-huh. like, like, you know, and. Thank you. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what was going to be, yeah. but I was just excited and obviously no, I had re- Yeah. <laughs> and I had really high expectations, but at the same time, I was just, I, I'm sitting here with you and I'm just like, oh, this is exactly like, I, I just feel what you said at the beginning of this, this human connection is so beautiful mm-hmm. and there's nothing that can replace it. Yeah. And when two people are nervous, but themselves yeah. and allow themselves to be and let their inner child connect, uh-huh. like just, just be that way, <laughs> then it's great. Yeah. Except when one person's holding back, and the yeah. inner child's being held back. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's kind of like you're holding the kid back from its jumper. Totally. Like, it back. Yeah. And then that kid can't go and run over and just mm-hmm. give someone a hug because that's what they want to do. Exactly. And so, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm, I, this is amazing. I'm learning so much. You're, one thing I wanted to pick up on is you've been both a judge and a dancer in your life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like today when I've been hearing you, it's really interesting to see you do that in your own life. 
let go from being a dancer mm-hmm. to not being a judge in a judgmental way. But like a student versus yeah. a teacher or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Tell us about the role that you've actually mm-hmm. played like on America's Got Talent and been there, but yeah. versus how yeah. you play that role for yourself and for others in your life. Oh, wow. I just had an experience recently um, as as my companies are growing, I'm hiring more people and I'm not the youngest person in the room anymore, (laughs) which is so weird, but actually really exciting. Um, I was with uh, my assistant and a videographer that we just hired and one's 23 and 22. And I'm just, I'm just staring at them like, I am so excited for you and your life. Like, I can't wait to watch what you do, but also I feel so honored Mm -hmm. that I get to be a leader or a mentor for you. And I don't take that lightly. And I've had so many incredible mentors in my life, ones that I didn't even realize were my mentors and some that I've sought after. And my gratitude to them for being so, um, so generous Mm -hmm. just has guided me into wanting to be that as well for, for these new people that I'm hiring and, that they're going to add so much value in their own unique way. And so I think for me, because I've been on both sides and I will continue, I'll always be a student. And then I love that leader position. I really do. I think there's something so, so, um, also just profound in the shifting of the paradigm of the workplace of, of it's not about one leader and control and it is about the equal opportunity and um, collaboration. So to be, to be really conscious of how I'm leading, not just for my company, but for then when they leave and go on and do things that that's what they're going to shift and take with them. Like that's so exciting. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so as a, sorry, I go all over the place. I love it. Um, I get sorry, so cool. excited. That's the fun um, of podcasts. Like we, yeah. I'm, happy that, I'm happy that we're having a real conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like as a student, I'm, I'm just so hungry and I'm so curious to learn more. And then, and then I just want to share it. Mm. That's the thing. It's like, I don't want to hold this for me to, to, to beat you. Yeah. Like I want to receive this information so I can share it with you and we can, we can have these conversations <laughs> and geek out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. What, what, seeing as you've got so many young people on your team, mm-hmm. so many people listening, people of all ages listen to our podcast. What are your, like, if you had to say like, these were three things that you wish you knew when you were starting out mm-hmm. or when you were building and growing, mm-hmm. what would those three things be? And what would you want them? What would you want people to hear now? Whichever mm-hmm. journey they're starting, no matter what age they are, mm-hmm. we're all starting. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I mean, I really do believe that this, because this is my, my mission and my, my purpose in the world, I feel like I actually have it pretty clear, which is connect to yourself, mm-hmm. trust yourself, do, do what it takes for you to, to protect what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And when you, whether that is your hobbies so that you stay creative and fun and fulfilled or, or that you work out, whatever it is, like protect what's important to you. Yes. Um, so self, self first, hundred percent. And then, and then service. Mm -hmm. And that is connection and community and finding your people that are like-minded and, 
you know, sometimes you have to work for people that aren't like-minded and sometimes you don't. Mm -hmm. And that's where trusting yourself. And that's why that I believe is the number one thing that you have to do before you can go to number two, um, is that, you know, what is good for you. Nobody else knows what's good for you. Mm -hmm. So if you trust and you say, I don't want to work for this person because this is not integral to what I believe, then you will make that choice and you will spend less time being like, dang it, I've been stuck in this position for a long time. And doors will open in a way because you have stayed true to who you are. So that's two. And then the third is absolute contribution to the world. Mm. So I think for the last 30 years, I have been more in the egocentric sort of transformation of really finding myself and who I am and that that number one <laughs> spot of like connection to self. Now I'm in this like community, like coming out a little bit yeah. and like finding my people and like building that. And as we do that, we'll move in hopefully to number three, which is contributing or contribution to the world and what we can offer um, with no expectation. So it's the self-others world mentality. I love it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you Julian. Thank you're amazing. And, uh, <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> no, you're awesome. I love that. It's so Thank beautiful you. hearing it. And we are so aligned. Yeah. So I'm so excited to figure out more incredible ways to, to serve together and contribute together and, and genuinely. But we end every interview with a final five. So these are final five rapid fire questions. Okay. So you have to answer I have to be in one okay. word Got it. to one <laughs> sentence maximum. It's allowed to go off tangent if I choose for okay. it, which I may because you're fascinating. So, okay. Uh, first question. What's the thing you're most excited about right now? Oprah 2020. Okay. I'm very excited for that as well. I definitely want to come and watch. Yes. Okay. Second question. Uh, what's a lesson you find it hard to teach others? Ooh. Yeah. Acceptance. Ah, yeah, that's a hard one to Acceptance, swallow, yeah. yeah, of self and others. Absolutely. Great answer. Third question, what's the one question you ask yourself the most? How can I create more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great question. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. How can I create more? <laughs> <laughs> Fourth question, how do you keep your inner child alive? I play okay. and that's, you know, through dancing and singing and anything that's a little dangerous. Okay. Okay, like nice. I like risks. Okay, let's go into this risk thing. Okay. I'm, I'm expanding this whole, <laughs> whole question. Yeah. Where does that, what's the biggest risk you have not yet taken? The biggest risk that I have not yet taken. Mm. Whoa. Mm. <sighs> hmm. I have this idea that my old identity was this dream right here, which was to be a movie star and a pop singer and all these different things. Right. And that dream has evolved dramatically into, into business owner, producer, all those things, but I'm still holding on to this pretty tightly. And, and what I've learned recently, but I still have not let go. This is why this is a big risk for me. It might not look like it from the outside. And this is totally a different risk than like jumping off cliffs, but is actually to let that go and actually realize that I'm still singing and I'm still acting and I'm still doing the things that was the dream, but I'm holding on to the old idea of it. And it's limiting me from actually like fully going there. Wow. 
So like, that's what I'm working on right now. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks. But that's Thanks. a big risk because it's like, I have to let that go. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially when you work yeah. your whole life for something that is vision yeah. is the thing. Yeah. yeah. We can definitely talk about that offline. Yeah. yeah I'm excited to unpack yeah. that. And fifth and final question. Yes. If you could give the world, I think I know what the answer is going to be, but I have to ask it. If you could give the world one practice one habit that you'd want them to do every single day, <laughs> what would it be? Well, I'm going to have to say it's Kinergy. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how are they going to experience it? Um, so first they'll experience it on tour with Oprah mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then we'll have a little platform for them to ex experience certain modalities, not the full signature mm -hmm. method until we start doing our pop-ups in March. Amazing. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on the show. Thank you. Honestly, Thank this has you. been so beautiful it's and uh, it's been so nice to learn about you in this way and just get to know each other more and and share <laughs> that with everyone else and i know that there have been so many times in this podcast that i was you were helping me reflect and think mm. and learn so much through you so i know that everyone oh. who's listening or watching right now is going to gain so much so thank, thank you. you thank, thank you, you for so having much. me on the sh on your thank, show your thank, podcast yeah. just your life i feel no. very blessed thank no, you you're the best thank you so much honestly yeah. thank mm -hmm. you awesome great thank you everyone for listening and watching, I'd love for you to share the wisdom that you took away, the insights that you learned, any of the practices. I mean, there's so much. I would recommend that you go back and listen to this one again and re-listen to it and make notes and write down what were some of the areas that you want to practice in your own life. Love for you to start practicing those and come back and tell us on Instagram as well. So make sure you tag us on Twitter, on Instagram and all the platforms so that we can see what you're learning and what you're growing and what you're taking away. Thank you so much for listening and watching. As always, so grateful to each and every single one of you. And thank you to Julianne for coming on and sharing so vulnerably and openly as well. Thanks everyone.